You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 271, we're discussing the Eternals trailer and DC's animation domination. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Carlos. And I'm Sanjay. It's another day, another week, another Nerd Rune episode. And Carlos, I noticed that you paused there waiting for Troy to say his name, <laughs> and I did the same thing, but he is not here this week. Unfortunately, Troy is out making a few bucks to pay for those hot toys that are coming in fast and furious hopefully he will be back next week but guys we got a full slate for you this evening we're talking that new eternals trailer that marvel studios dropped on us yesterday we're getting the real and the, the true sense and feeling that the films are coming back to theaters with the way that marvel studios are rolling out their trails rolling out their promo material for their four big movies that are hitting theaters one starting in july with black widow and then we've got Shang-Chi, Eternals, and guys, you know what this means? Now that we've got the Eternals trailer, Spider-Man, No Way Home, we're going to get a trailer here within the next two months, I would say, because it's the way it is. It's the way the Marvel promo machine works. So looking forward to breaking that trailer down in a little bit of detail. And we're also going to talk DC animation domination. This week, we saw another huge slate of reveals. So DC is also looking to ramp up their promo machine and hitting us at every single angle, everything from Batman to a more kids-oriented Superman, to Black Adam promo stuff, and also the announcement, the official announcement, of a Batgirl film coming to HBO Max. So, guys, we're going to break all of that down from this week, but we're going to kick this thing off like we always do. With our week's a nerd. It's the goddamn Batman. I got, I got to know what's been going on with you. We've had lots of conversations. We had a great live stream this past week. The good friends over at Let's Go, Chris and Zeddy. We had a lot of fun there on Friday night, but what did you get up to for the rest of the weekend? Well, man, I, I'm just actually wrapping my head around this mix. I don't know that it's ever been just the three of us without just Troy. the three of I us. I don't know. We don't could know. make it if we I don't know who's going to be playing referee when you two start us. going at each other. <laughs> I know. You, you might just can the live stream. So do our <laughs> listeners out there. If all of a sudden the show abruptly drops, it's not your download or yeah. your stream. <laughs> just Tim had to pull the plug. Just had to pull the plug, cut bait. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was a good weekend nerd. Let me tell you. Um, oh, yeah, that that exhale there, man, that was warranted. Uh, <laughs> first off, I like I talked on the live stream, I got into that series Sweet Tooth. I have now finished the series Sweet Tooth. It is that good over the course. I think I started reading it on Thursday. We're sitting here now on Tuesday. And 40 issues in the bag. Oh. It is a wonderful series. Like Jeff Lemire, he writes and draws it. The art, it's a little it's a little non-conventional, but it's perfectly suited for the material. But the writing, like it just captures you and doesn't let you go. And it's a small group of characters, a really intimate story, but very human. Good old Canadian boy writing it like... Sonny, you'd love it instead of the the typical military man or American all-star football player. It's a hockey player who's oh, like perfect. kind of the, the muscle <laughs> in this story and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, absolutely can't recommend this book enough. 
I would polish off five to 10 issues kind of a night <laughs> going to bed way too late. But uh, yeah, it, it was a great read. But the highlight of my week in nerd was two, almost three weeks in the making. And I secured myself one of the absolute grails of the family this weekend, a bit unexpectedly. But uh, Tim, actually, you had a hand in this. So a couple of weeks ago, Tim drops an angry message into our DM <laughs> about a dude on Kijiji uh, ghosting him on a right. giant man figure. So I sent him a message. I was like, dude, do you want me to like hit this guy up and just kind of see what's going on? And I like, while I'm waiting for his response, I go into like world's greatest detective mode and like try to figure this guy out. And so <laughs> search Marvel Legends. But I come across this Hot Toys listing that I'd never seen. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like how, like I searched this thing all the time. How have I never come across this? But uh, it started two weeks ago. This guy is probably the worst communicator salesperson in the world. <laughs> Didn't know if it was legit or not. Like kind of put timers with my wife when I went to go do the pickup. Because I was like, could be a serial killer. I don't know. The <laughs> conversations were weird. But... Do you have to send him any pictures of yourself in underwear or not that weird? <laughs> yeah. He did ask me to put this lotion on my skin and stuff, which was weird. Yeah. But uh, boys, after years and years and years, I snagged the Sideshow exclusive Christopher Reeves hot toy. No. Yeah, man. I never... I've been after this thing for a long time. like, And even more so once my daughter kind of got into stuff to the point like... It was a few months ago, like our boy Ian was trying to line up a deal with the dude in Japan kind of thing. But like I got a smoking deal on it. Like I paid retail. In fact, I think I paid 50 to 100 bucks less than what another dimension had it for in the store at one point in time. And how when did this come out originally? 2011. Old. Oh, so wow. it's ten. It's a decade old already, and you got it for whoa, <laughs> dude. Yeah, like I, I paid, uh, I paid like probably less than it would have cost me if I had pulled the trigger in 2011 and had it shipped and stuff. And oh, oh, jeez. And so yeah, <laughs> like he, he was perfect. Um, I went and the guy's like, yeah, the neck connector is a bit off. He's like, I can knock fifty bucks off the price. I was like, dude, I was willing to pay. Like $150 more than what you're offering me for this. And I'm positive that I have a Harvey Dent head that's been sitting in my basement for 10 years unused. Like, <laughs> Harvey Dent can die so Superman can fly. <laughs> like, no problem. And, and it ended up like I actually just had like extra ones because a few of the figures I had bought over the years came with extras. But um, the guy had never actually even taken the base out of the box. Ooh. So. It comes with two stands, so it comes with a regular Hot Toys stand, but then it also comes with a flight stand, but the flight stand is actually built to look like the Fortress of Solitude. No way. And so it's like a snowy base, and then it has all the crystals coming up, and then it has a clear arm that comes up with the hook for them. But uh, I'll drop a message in the DM here, and I'll post some pictures on Instagram for a show drop, but uh, I'd argue it's one of the best face sculpts that they've ever done, and the like the box is really cool because really? it comes in a big S-shaped box. And um, when you open up the box, it's actually, it's dedicated to Christopher Reeves and stuff like that. And just reading up on the figure, I guess Hot Toys allocated a bunch of the proceeds from the figure to the charities that his family runs in his name and stuff. And oh, yeah, nice. it's it's a 
beautiful, beautiful figure. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. And, and just the price I paid for it too was insane. Insane. So, oh, yeah. Man, I, I cannot wait to see some images because you've been holding out on the on this one with us. I know yeah, man. you teased a little something earlier. And, yeah. Oh, I, I, that is so cool. And I like I'm I'm trying to picture it. I believe I've seen this before, but it is it's a pretty good representation of like the soft goods, the suit and all that, correct? Yes. Yeah. So he's got um it was one of the first times that they moved away from like the what they call like the true type bodies. And mm. they actually made a so the first one they did was for Arnold to make him beefier than all the rest of their characters. <laughs> And then uh, Chris Freeze was actually one of the the next ones that they did. So he's got like the proper muscles and everything else that Chris Reeves would have um, under the Superman suit. So they didn't build That's the padding cool. into the suit or anything like that. But yeah, I just sent you guys a picture so you could take a look. But yeah, he's he's a gorgeous figure, and the base is amazing for him. And yeah, I I didn't think it was gonna happen. Like, so how long ago did you go hunting for that? Giant man and Buddy Stiff. That was two, three weeks ago. Yeah, man. So it was like, yeah, yeah, from from kind of that that day, I found it. (laughs) I've been trying to hook up (laughs) with this guy and work with him. And man, I'm just looking at now. Carlos just sent a picture. Yeah, this is exactly what I had pictured as the suit, and the stitching is unreal. Look at that face sculpt. Come on, the paint apps on that are unbelievable. Goodness gracious. Whew. There'll be some images. I'm committing you here, Carlos. There's gonna be images going up in the NerdRM on Instagram here now that the reveal is out there. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, man. Just like I don't know. Maybe Karma was patting me on the back for for having 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 Tim's back with yeah. <laughs> the yeah. guy it's, it's or so, something. It's so funny because yeah, I got ditched on. I showed up at this guy's place and he just would just never answered me. And Carlos said, "Y'all, do you want me to?" To poke out a bit, and I said, you know what? I don't need to figure that bad. I'm gonna chalk it up to he had a bad day, bad evening, bad something happened, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. But I'm so happy that this came out of that. Like that that's <laughs> that's even that's better than getting a giant man figure that to be honest with you, I really don't need. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. Yeah, no, I uh I've I've been chasing that guy for a long time and he's like he goes for a pretty penny on eBay. I know mm-hmm. like Troy was poking around and he's like, dude, he sells for like five to eight hundred bucks and you're lucky Troy didn't uh, see that before you. <laughs> yeah, and like the last one that went went for over a grand Canadian, so I I paid oh. far less than that for him, and and he's minty. Like I don't, I'd suggest the guy never had him out of the box, and if he did, he just had him on like the regular stand, maybe. But like the cape, like in the picture I sent you guys, like that was me posing it up, but it was still folded. The same way Hot Toys capes are always kind of folded under the figure and stuff. So you might have popped it out, looked at it, and popped it back back into the case. Yeah. Wow. Maybe. That's the. I hope he's like doesn't listen to this episode, but like, yeah, he's kind of a weird guy. So that could be the case. (laughs) I don't know. Did you drop your name when you were picking it up? And you're like, by the way, if you ever want to listen to a cool podcast about collectibles and nerd stuff, check me out. Yeah, you can't do that because you tell I just got smoking deal. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Guy be showing up in my house I, looking. To you'd be like, no, back. I'm Sanjay. Uh, I don't know who this Carlos guy. Yeah. Is. It must be a coincidence. I, I live up in the north. Oh, I'm not I'm not going anywhere near there. I don't use yeah. my real name on on any of those apps. <laughs> yeah, no, I use I a fake name. Your name is Trom 
I use a fake name, but then I sometimes send them money with my real name. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> Wait a weird second. for them. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so happy to hear that another grail piece has entered one of our nerd rooms. This has been a very successful hunt here thus far when it comes to grail pieces entering here. We've got, even just over the last couple of weeks, I got my dino. You got this. Troy got Spider-Man entered his. Sanjay. What grail? Come on, you gotta have a grail piece here, brother. That, that <laughs> I do have a grail room. piece, but I haven't been anywhere near picking it up. So, um, one of my grail pieces would be the uh, Shout Factory, Scream Factory release of the Halloween movies on Blu-ray. This amazing box set, and it came out like maybe ten years ago, right before I kind of really got big into collecting Blu-rays and 4Ks and whatnot. Um, and what, what makes this one so expensive is they stopped making it for one. Uh, and for two, they probably won't make it again just because of the movie rights. Um, you know, Halloween movies were made with different studios. And for this one release, they got them all to agree finally to like put out this like amazing box set. But that was kind of like a one shot thing. And if you look on it, like if you look on eBay or Amazon, you know, you can't find anything. You can't find this for less than 500 bucks. And, right like it's, it's like 500 to like 800 and i'm just not going to pay that like unless i can find it for yeah i think it. like there's 10 movies in the set i'd have to do the math but there might be 10 movies in the set so like i'm not paying 50 bucks a movie to watch like Dude, you know how literally Halloween paying 4. 50 bucks a movie for your steelbooks <laughs> right <laughs> that's true but i'm not buying them 10 at a time that's true <laughs> um and i and i already do have all the movies and most of them are on blu-ray only a couple are on dvd so that's one that maybe one day i'll get it if i ever find it like a swap meet or something like i did get like a friday the 13th set on steelbook set for like eight bucks no 12 bucks and it goes that one went for like 200 bucks so you never know man you never know <laughs> this is true man yeah i keep scrolling the kijiji like the other yeah. three of us <laughs> <laughs> but i but i did have i do have a hunt story i know like oh, a lot yeah, of the time I, a lot of the time, Troy the boy is like Craven the hunter, and I'm here like uh, Elmer Fudd the hunter, like just so inept at like hunting. And my stories are just so like, oh, I went to Walmart and I picked up a movie. Where's Troy's? Like I was like getting chocolate milk, and then this guy came up to me and he's like, hey, do you want all this like sweet Shang Chi stuff? And then he just got it. And I was like, what? That never happens to me. But uh, so I was um, scrolling through Zavi in the UK. And I'll spare you the British accent this time. <laughs> it's still a work in progress under construction. Um, and um, a, a movie that I really enjoy is Basic Instinct. Um, I think that's like a sweet movie. And I have just the DVD and I've always been looking to upgrade. And I was like, well, I think that'll probably come to 4K sooner rather than later. So I'm just going to hold off getting the Blu-ray and I'll just wait to the 4K. So this is, as I said, like the UK site. So they're like, hey, we're releasing Basic Instinct in 4K. We have this special box set, which goes for 70 bucks. And we have the Steelbook, which goes for 45 bucks. And I was like, oh, sweet. So like, I immediately put the Steelbook, Steelbook in my cart. And I was just about to check out. And I was like, you know what? I played this game before. And you know, it'll come out in the US or it'll come out in Canada for like 20 bucks. And then I'll be like sitting here and be like, oh, I paid double for the same movie. Like, what? And I was like, before I went, before I checked out, I said, nah, I'm going to hold off. And so I wait like a week or two and I don't even think about it. You know, it's out of my mind, out of sight, out of mind. 
and I'm scrolling on like uh, Blu-ray.com on their forum site, and there's um, you know, there's discussion about Basic Instinct 4K, and the studio that released it is like, yeah, we're not doing a U.S. release. We're just strictly doing a U.K. you know European release. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, this never happens. And so I was like, what the hell? So I like, I scramble. I go to Zavi.com. Sold out. Sold out Steelbook. Sold out Collector's Edition. And I was like, what the hell, man? Like, this is, I just had like rotten luck. Like, you know, every time that I'm like, I buy this immediately, it always comes back like half price. And every time I like put it aside, it's always sold out. It never fails. And I was like, I was like, this is bullshit like i was like i was kind of like fired up and then i look at my cart and my cart says like one item in the cart and i was like huh it's like let's check this out so i click on the cart and there it is a basic instinct steelbook and i was like oh shit so i was like check out check out check out like quick before they they realize like i don't know what's going on so i check out and it lets me pay for it and it's showing as processing and like you know it's comes out in about two weeks so maybe I'll get it in two weeks or Wild. maybe I won't. Uh, it was kind of like a miracle that like I just had it in my cart and they allowed me to check out. So I don't know if they'll like before they ship it, be like, you look, man, like this was an accident. Like, you know, we're sold out or if they're just going to send me a copy and because maybe someone will cancel or whatever. Right. So fingers crossed for me. I'll let you know if I ever get this movie or not. If it ships all the way from the UK, um, that would be awesome because as I said, I only have the DVD and um, I need the 4K. So <laughs> It's so, so funny, too, because usually it's not the cart that conditions the sales. Because usually mm-hmm. everyone's been through it where you get something in your cart, you get to the end, you jam your Visa card in or whatever, and it says, sorry, sold out. Yeah. 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 And so, <laughs> I, man, fingers crossed for you, brother. I yeah, got <laughs> What a steal, <laughs> I eh? <laughs> um, but I... And think of all our listeners out there going at the outset of that story. Sanjay, we know exactly why you're buying that movie. On <laughs> hey, now, hey, now. There's, you know, that is a quality movie, okay? Sure. Basic Instinct, man. It's it's a classic. And I even got the sequel to watch. So, you know, I'm <laughs> back to back. I love it, man. No, I love it. You didn't know there's a sequel? Oh yeah. man, I think I think uh, Roger Ebert put it best. He said, you know, it's not a great movie, but he said the sequel was like the only film he's ever seen in a critic screening where not one person went to the washroom during the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, it's not great, but you know that says it's kind of entertaining. Um, but I did pick up I did pick up uh, one movie that wasn't sold out. Well, it was sold out initially, uh, and then I went to a different Walmart and they had it, and it's the new DC animated film. Uh, Justice Society World War II. Uh, so I picked up the 4K, you know, this thing here. It was kind of hard to find, but I did find it. And, you know, I must say I really enjoyed it. Um, it it's nice because it kind of sets up the new DC animated universe. Like they had kind of ended the previous one with uh, Dark Side Apocalypse War. And now they're starting again with this one, uh, Justice Society. And it's kind of cool. Like Flash goes back in time and he helps out like the OG Justice Society. Uh win world war ii basically and you know there's some twists and turns in it i won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it yet um but it's quality you know the animation was pretty good i, I like the colors in 4k i think it made a little bit of a little bit of a bump in the colors there but uh yeah check it out if you have it if you haven't seen it yet and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing where this new dc animated universe goes um we got 
Batman Long Halloween Part 1 coming out in four weeks. And then some other stuff on animation coming out. A little bit of foreshadowing for the rest of this episode. <laughs> well set up, Sanjay. Well set up! <laughs> Layup. My good sir. So I'll, before we get into any of that, of course, i got to finish off my week. I had a pretty, pretty light week coming off the back end of, of some heavier pre-order weeks. But I did manage to finish my lego ghostbusters ecto one and i was showing it off to carlos here before we kicked off recording and i have to say it is and will remain one of my favorite builds of all time this thing is incredible i talked about a few weeks ago when i got a couple bags in i was really enjoying kind of the complexity of it and how diverse each bag was and how it wasn't just a mirror image car and all this it had all these details to it and that continued all the way through I ended up staying up to like one o'clock in the morning building this thing because I literally could not stop. I was like, I got to see this through to the end. <laughs> and so if you ever have an opportunity, if you have some affinity for Ghostbusters, this is a set that you need to have. It is, it's large. It's got a lot of moving parts, but it's just another beautiful Lego set that is kind of just filling <clears throat> out the nerd room here in some of those beyond spaces that I have now. And it's so great too, because I look back on a lot of our conversations we've had over the last couple of weeks and months and years, and I have to say, Carlos, it it is probably near 100% your fault that I have this Lego and I've built this Lego, and I, I just want to thank you for that because I don't know if, if this came out two three years ago, I probably wouldn't have never I probably wouldn't have bought it, and it's well, one man. of my my most favorite Lego builds, and I, I just love coming in here and looking at. It. I got it parked right now right beside the toy fire hall. Ah. I love it. Because That's of you, amazing. Carlos, his kids won't be going to a real university. Tim's going to buy the Lego university and build it for his kids to go to. <laughs> no. You're somewhere close to one. Yeah. It's Lego Technic. You learn skills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I got that built. And then I plugged into Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's newest Ooh. release, picking up on the, the zombie sort of genre that he is familiar with dawn of the dead i believe he did the the remake there was one of his first movies so i gotta know did you watch this or are you waiting for a 4k release <laughs> i i have not watched this yet um what? i just haven't had the, i know i know i just haven't had the time like it's it's a two and a half hour movie and i just you know with the playoffs going on <laughs> i know it's a two and a half hour long movie <laughs> With the playoffs going on and hockey going on, I haven't had the chance to give this one a proper sit-through. And uh, I don't know if this one will get a physical release. I'm genuinely curious if Netflix will give this one a release or not. Sometimes they do. but this Some one, of their series they have in the past given a mm -hmm. box set release. I don't know if this one will. But I will say the opening, 14-year-old Sanjay wrote. <laughs> <laughs> 14-year-old or 34-year-old? <laughs> Either or. Someone wrote this. I know. I'm not going to insult your intelligence by saying 34-year-old Sanjay wrote this. So I'm going to say, you can hear, we talk about it a little bit on the live stream that we did over with Let's Go, Chris Evans and that there. So you can head over there. We're pretty vague about it, but anyone that's seen the start of this movie knows exactly what I'm talking about. I did get through the rest of it. At that point in time, I only seen about two-thirds of it. And I will say... The third act is better than the previous two. The action, it just, it took forever to get there. <laughs> forever and a day. But nonetheless, it was something that has been put in front of us. None of our theaters are open up here in Canada. So it was nice to see something different, I will say. But I'm immensely interested in one day sitting down and discussing this 
with with the dudes here in the nerd room just to see how we felt about this not a full review or anything like that but maybe a bonus episode down the line where we can talk about Zack Snyder's army of the dead now question every time Zack Snyder makes a film now do I have to say his name in front of the film title or is that is that just a justice because I that was just a a trip in my head where I had to say Zack Snyder's army of the dead well, you know, when a studio really appreciates its directors, they will mention the director's name either in the trailer, in the poster, or in the title of the film. Usually in bigger letters than the title of the film. Though, right? <laughs> I was going to say, it, it's for me, it's kind of like the warning on a package of cigarettes that it might be harmful for your health. <laughs> warning so not I, for I everyone. A, yeah. I think it's This a, film a is idea. divisive and will be talked about on the internet for the next five years. Perpetually. Enter at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> oh boys <laughs> go check it out though like or not whatever you want <laughs> i mean it's free like it's on netflix right it's not like yeah, it's, if you have an i mean i guess you're paying for netflix but yeah, if, you're, uh... if you're done scrolling through the adam sandler movies then yeah just go check out army of the dead <laughs> i will say though like it, it's certainly not the same as like heading out to the theater and whatnot but there is something nice about these days being able to sit down and watch something mm -hmm. that's not only new to you, but brand new for everybody. And yeah. it's a mm -hmm. fresh new release. And yeah, there's that aspect yeah. to these things. And it's kind of nice. Fully yeah. agree with you there that the fact that we're getting almost this perpetual cycle of new content across three or four streaming services is great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we're not just going back and revisiting the libraries. Like I watch Endgame and Infinity War this weekend as well. But <laughs> <laughs> getting ready for Loki, guys. Had to, had to get myself prepped. <laughs> How many times have you watched, uh, would you figure that you've watched the Avengers films? Like which ones? All of them? Like, like combined all four of them. Oh, like over 50 times probably. Holy Toledo, 50 yeah. times. Well, they're also like sit down and watch, not that many times, but I'll put them mm -hmm. on in the background if I'm just like puttering around the house. Yeah. I don't have to pay attention and I'll sit down for like big scenes in that. But like I physically sat down and watched Endgame and Infinity War this weekend. Like I haven't done that yeah. in, a, in quite a while, like probably that's, since the pandemic started. But that's a good I, just, I just need my, my fill of Avengers. I need to, I had a, I had a weird weekend and I, at one point I felt like Thor and Endgame with two hammers in my hand at one point. <laughs> and uh it's a story for there's another a joke day. in there somewhere but i'm it's yeah i'll tell you after it's yeah. it's 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 weird carlos knows the story it was really weird <laughs> but at the end of uh the day i felt like endgame thor so i was like i gotta watch this movie <laughs> it all comes back to to nerd in some way shape or form but guys speaking of the mcu let's jump into our first topic for this week and we're talking eternals a movie that we finally got some images from after asking for something for the better part of a year and now we've got a trailer the first teaser i would be specific there teaser trailer for eternals coming out november 5th 2021 it is a new set of characters that marvel is introducing to the mcu godlike characters characters we have not seen not touched on not even heard about inside of the mcu and most people are going to be very very unfamiliar with these even the idea or concept behind eternals i think eludes a lot of heavier comic book readers there's the neil gaiman eternals run that was done a few years ago maybe a decade ago which i think will be heavily used as influence for this but i gotta know sunny man eternals we've talked about it in the past the lack of real promo material but now we're building that up here as we've got a firm line in the sand for this november release date but how did this first teaser trailer land for you yeah i thought it was pretty good like i didn't think it was uh the greatest teaser trailer 
in the world, but I certainly, it did enough to pique my interest. Like, I'll be there opening day. Now, is that because this is an MCU film? Or, or if this was like a brand new property that I knew nothing about, I don't know if I could say like I would be there opening day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like because this is MCU, I'm like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to go see it. Um, I thought there was some cool stuff, cool imagery with like the spaceship and whatnot at the opening scene with like, you know, the early days of man and whatnot. I thought that was a pretty cool image. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It's kind of like a hard teaser to break down, you know. I mean, there, there's so much, but like, there's so much with it, but there really wasn't like that much, you know. It's just like it, it was a teaser, right? Like, it, yeah. And it I think that's that's the important thing to remember, Carlos. What, what's your takeaway from this one? Yeah, like I I really liked the aesthetic, and mm-hmm. I thought it had a different look than previous MCU stuff, which I appreciated. But man, I gotta say. We've had like 11 years and 24 MCU films. We finally get a brown guy and he's doing a Bollywood dance. Yeah, so like, that was yeah. that was probably uh, the, the scene that stuck out to me the most is being like, Do we, <laughs> did we really need this? Like, I had the, the exact same reaction was this is almost a bit deaf tone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like for me as a brown guy, I was like, Kevin. It would have been better if you just didn't put him in at all, man. Like that—that that was a bad choice. But uh, yeah, like I, I'm kind of the same page as Sunny. Like it, um, it, it didn't stoke any fires in me or anything like that. But it's a tease. I, I like a lot of the people that they've cast mm-hmm. in the movie. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what the next look brings for the yeah. for the film and whatnot. But uh, it's the MCU. They've they've sold us this ticket for this movie two years ago so. oh 100 and you know i i'm right there with you guys like to me this does the work of a teaser trailer it gives you an idea of the tone some of the visuals i think it's going to be a very well shot or looks to be a very well shot film it gives us a little bit of insight into the characters and our first real good in motion look at them it kind of gives us the answer as to where these guys have been because the big question mark is okay we just went through 20 some odd movies Thanos destroyed half of the world and these guys just didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So maybe it'll be something as simple as like to them, you know, a second is like a million years. And then maybe they just fell asleep, shut their eyes, and they opened up and they're like, Oh my god, Thanos is already done. He came and he was done, and the time we closed our eyes and opened it. There, in the comic knows? book there is a bit of, of that. Not that exact concept, but a concept that maybe that will be touched on in the future. But it's going to be interesting to see how they walk themselves around that because they do another thing that is very typical to Marvel. They have a very lighthearted moment at the end of the trailer, which does connect it to at least familiar words, Captain Rogers and Iron Man. So it gives you some perspective as to where this is set, at least maybe the bulk of the movie. It looks like it's going to go through a few centuries, a few different, I guess, main development periods of, of human throughout human history. And where they've potentially influenced by landing a hand or something to that effect. So it's going to be interesting to, to see that and how it progresses. And then where they land, maybe the blip or Thanos is what triggers them coming out. Who knows? But ultimately, for me, the brand sells it because I had to agree with you, Sanjay. If this was random film from random studio, I'm probably not seeing this in theaters. <laughs> like at all. 
So well, the, you know, the one thing that will like make people want to watch it is this was directed by the woman who won Best Director at the Oscars, Chloe <laughs> Zhao. I think we've had this conversation before. Have well, you seen I'm the just movie saying, yet? like, well, no, I'm just saying, like, you wouldn't know it by watching that teaser, unfortunately. No, no, and yeah, this is a big budget studio film. And ultimately, I I said to myself, I said, okay, I'm super biased in this, so I asked my wife actually. I said, watch this trailer, and tell me how you feel at the end of it. I you wanted... blurred out the words Marvel just so that she wouldn't. Well, be I just biased. I left it all there because <laughs> the branding's so important to mm-hmm. to selling this, right? They've earned that reputation that. People will blindly walk into a movie because it says Marvel Studios on it. And she's one of them. She said, like, knowing I didn't give her any contextualization. I said, watch this. And then Marvel logo pops up. She gets more intrigued. And I said, step back and tell me what you think about this. And she says, there's something about Marvel trailers that invokes this emotional response from her that makes her want to see it. She's intrigued by it. If this didn't have that Marvel brand on it, she would probably say sure like you can watch it on netflix when i'm in bed or something <laughs> so like they're, they're, i just the reason i want to bring that up is because the branding and the way it's constructed with the score and all that she has no idea who these characters are but it's a marvel marvel movie there's some familiar at the end it did the work like it didn't have to really do anything for the story you're gonna get the story when you see it they just had to flash the brand out and i i, I don't have any idea who these characters are and i've been following marvel comics and comics and mm-hmm. everything for like 30 years and i have no idea i've never even heard of the eternals yeah. until so now the, the that and that's the thing that interests me about this particular teaser trailer because there's people online saying yeah it didn't do it for me and i think troy even himself was like yeah he hasn't been really into this concept since it was announced but this is one of the first and maybe you could argue guardians but even at that time i don't know but this is probably a big swing where they're depending very exclusively on the brand selling the seats. This isn't, you know, Iron Man showing up in someone else's film. I'm intrigued by it. This is a whole new set of characters, a whole new concept that you just have to buy into. You know, you could argue Shang-Chi a bit, but Shang-Chi has a superhero-esque feel to it, right? It has yeah. unfamiliar characters. that got the Ten Rings. And so... When there was like Shang Chi had like a fan base back in the day, yeah. and I was part of it too. Where it was like, because Marvel like put all the like the colored guys together, so it was like here's Luke Cage, Shang Chi, like Misty Knight, and it was like they stuck them all in Harlem. Like I'm not even being facetious, really. Like it, it is kind of what they did. And then we had our white friend Danny Rand that like led the Heroes for Hire kind of thing, but like he does have a pretty decent mm-hmm. fan base out of that but like yeah i agree with you that like shang chi and and this one are they're they're pretty big swings for them mm-hmm. yeah oh i mean shang chi though like i had a shang chi action figure growing up mm-hmm. i did not have an eternals action figure growing up no i was probably <laughs> the only one who had a shang chi action figure growing up just found it randomly i'm like i don't even know anything about this cat but he looks cool and I'm going to get his action figure. But yeah, he's got a cool look and a familiar vibe to the film, right? It's very action-packed. And you've got a lot of martial arts in there and, and layers of, of complexities that, that build around those that, that style of film. And this, like, you still don't really know what it's about, right? It could be a very abstract film. But it's the branding that sold it to mm-hmm. to my wife, who is, I would consider kind of an every fan. Like, she's she's there for Marvel Studios. 
but she's not like embedded in it like we are. Like she would have never watched that trailer if it wasn't for me. Just put it that way. Like she would have never crossed her radar. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this one goes. I'm I'm anticipating the next trailer will dig more into the characters that we do see on screen. And it'll dig more into potentially who the villain is. There's an allusion to who the villain is or why they're they why potentially they've been awakened. But and that goes back to the, the comic book run. But I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see more of this and, and what this film is gonna do. We've got back to back big, big swings for Marvel Studios. Like we we're saying, September you got Shang-Chi, November you've got Eternals, and then that's followed up by Spider-Man No Way Home. So we've got a busy, busy cool. fall with Marvel Studios. Yeah. And on top of that is also the Disney Plus stuff. We're going to see Loki next week, June 3rd. Next Wednesday, we've got Loki dropping in our laps. So we're going to be discussing that with the boys over at Vigilante 1939. So buckle up, guys. It's the summer. It's the spring, summer, and fall of Disney and Marvel (laughs) Studios. Let's get those theaters open, and I can't wait to check these out, you know? And if if they're not at a location that's safe, then get them out on Disney Plus or something because – yeah, let's get these out and watched. Are you gonna Are you gonna get Disney Plus? Is that Is that Is that a crack? If, if the theaters don't open by when's Shang Chi September? Yeah, in, in Alberta where we live, I like I'm not going to be here <laughs> Saskatchewan to watch this movie. Uh, but if the theaters are not open here, and the only option is Disney Plus, I will get it for a MCU film, but I won't get it for like anything else. So nah, we'll see. We'll wait and see. We're playing the waiting game at this point. So hopefully theaters are open and my hope is if that's if that's your your bar for getting disney plus my hope is that you never get disney plus (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly right i agree with that i mean i'll get it eventually i'll get it eventually but uh for right now for right now if if it doesn't open by september disney plus will be bought and maybe it might be bought before then i mean my kids haven't discovered disney plus yet so they haven't asked me about it but uh, if one of you jerks like oh, man. i don't know get a hold of her or my daughter like hey you know there's this channel that has every single disney movie ever made and every princess and every uh marvel film and maybe, every star wars film she'd be like oh shit we gotta get this you have her convinced <laughs> that your room is disney plus this is disney plus basically in here yeah <laughs> back in my day this was what we called disney plus <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is the section. Yeah. yeah. You go put, Here's all the clamshell VHSs you can pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With my old address on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back and just like return it. Be like, hi, I borrowed this from a friend that lived here 30 years ago. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, man. That would be hilarious. <laughs> like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you? And get off my porch. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys, it's time for some of that ever-so-present DC talk. DC is 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 rolling, guys. We talked last week and broke down this merger that's happening with Warner Studios, or whatever it's called, WB Media, and Discovery. And following on from that, we've got quite a few announcements coming out of DC on top of their already confirmed fairly substantial slate of theatrical slash HBO Max style of releases that we're getting this year and next year. But this announcement set was dominated for the most part by their animation. Now, Warner Animation has been doing some pretty wild and great things. Like you mentioned, the long Halloween coming out here in a few weeks, followed up by part two, which they showed a teaser trailer to just last week. And they didn't stop there. They continued to roll out 
what has always been a, a very substantial slate of films, but some very exciting properties have been subsequently announced here over the last couple of days with some great creatives attached to it. And the first one we're going to talk about here, and I'm going straight to the goddamn Batman with this one, is Batman Caped Crusader, a new Batman animation series that will be dropping onto HBO Max with the creative team of Bruce Timm from Batman the Animated Series, J.J. Abrams, and the Batman director, Matt Reeves, all behind this in executive producer role. So having some influence over the creative direction of this. They dropped a poster along with it. We've got Batman with some quite substantially long long ears on him. But the goddamn Batman himself, I know you've given this the green light, but I got to know how you're feeling more holistically about this creative team and this new animation that we are new animated series that we're going to be seeing unfold. I believe it's on HBO Max. Yeah, and we'll get it like on Cartoon Network and yeah. stuff like that up here. But uh, I was, I was immediately changed my wallpaper to <laughs> that is. poster. I thought excited it was me. about this announcement. That used to be your phone wallpaper was me, and you changed it. I'm kind of hurt. Yeah, you're on the lock screen, Sonny. But <laughs> <Nice>. uh, <laughs> but oh man, like talk about taking a huge swing. And I think this is what that uh, initial rumor that there were can continuing Batman the Animated Series was because mm-hmm. word must have got out about Bruce Tim, but what a perfect bit of alchemy there. You get the guy that has arguably created the greatest animated series of all time with Batman the Animated Series, the underrated Superman the Animated Series, and then Justice League, which made a generation of people fans of the Justice League and a bunch of obscure characters by virtue of the fantastic storytelling. You get J.J. Abrams sitting on top of this and then Matt Reeves Mm -hmm. putting his influence and that they said it's going to be like a gritty noir type uh, style of storytelling. Like, sign me up. And I love the choice to go with that Bob Kane style um, early years Batman look with the years off to the side and but melded with that familiar Tim look as well. I think we we got something special cooking here and that it's going to be an HBO max series. Maybe they'll take some risks with this. And Mm -hmm. I I think they kind of appreciate who their fans of Batman, the animated series are where they're like, Oh yeah, these, this is the people that were eight when this show first came (laughs) out, but they're 40 now. (laughs) And so we can maybe, maybe take some uh, risks with the the violence and some of the subject matter and, and whatnot that we're doing with this one. And, I think it's a good approach. Like we've had two Batman animated series in a row that were geared towards kids and that's on top of the library that we have. So yeah, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. And if it's not, if it's an all ages affair too, sure. Like Bruce Tim has already shown that he can do stories that are accessible for children and that adults ravenously love as well. So man, I'm I'm crazy excited and I'm really Really jazzed to see J.J. Abrams' name attached to this. And you kind of see him as a bit of a shepherd in the background Mm -hmm. and somebody who's played with all the franchises. And, you know, even if he's just a bit of the guiding hand with these guys coming in and doing stuff, be it the, the directors that we'll talk about for some of the new projects or people working on things right now, just to keep them on the right path, I I think that's a good thing. So. Yeah, and yeah. you've got Bad Robots 
productions in here as well, having some influence. So it'll be him plus his production company working alongside, of course, Warner Brothers Animation. So yeah, I, I like that concept and that idea that we're having a few very big names that have had and potentially will have some major influence on DC as a whole going forward in this feature TV film space. It's pretty cool. I, I'm really digging, like you said, the look and even the title. It's got a very animated series look to it. The the lettering that they use, so yeah, it's it's definitely meant to invoke a little bit of that. So, Sunny Man, you're a fan of the animated yes. series. Come on, l- let me hear what you're thinking about this Ooh. new animated series coming out of the Batman space. I ecstatic. Um, for me, like the best thing is like <laughs> I didn't even think of this until Carlos mentioned this being more geared to adults. But uh, the best thing for me is like I can finally enjoy something or consume something alongside my daughter for the first time like i've showed her batman 66 i've showed her batman the animated series batman beyond justice league the animated series but like all those things like i was aware of before she was even born and like that's cool too like showing her like my love for stuff and like seeing if she enjoys it as well um but like this is something that we can like watch together experience it for the first time together and that's like what i'm most excited for is like you know we get to like do this together and like you know if there's toys that are released and stuff like that like you know going on hunts with her or, like she you know for like christmas like oh i really want like you know this robin figure or like whatever you know what i mean like that's kind of like what i'm most looking forward to and uh and the one thing i would say is like with the story itself and like with the batman anime series itself is like i hope they're not afraid to take risks like i know sometimes you know, with people that are involved that did like, you know, great things in the past. And like, this isn't a retread, but like, I hope, I hope it doesn't become just like the anime series. You know, I hope they take like some risks and make changes. And like, that's kind of what made Batman, the anime series so amazing was like, it was nothing like that had ever come out before. Like you would see like Batman fighting Two-Face and then there's like a Zephyr balloon, like flying in the background. And you're like, what? Like, or like the cars were like this car that looked like from the 1940s. And like, the way that they changed Mr. Freeze's origin where he was just like this dopey villain with the freeze gun. And now he's like one of Batman's greatest villains because they like made him the sympathetic guy that just had a terrible, you know, circumstance that happened to him. I hope, I hope they like, don't just like retread old ideas and they're like, okay, like we're confident enough that we can try something new and like, okay, maybe like we're going to change up Scarecrow's origin or we're going to do something like this, you know, and just put their own stamp on it because Batman the Animated Series isn't going anywhere. It's etched in history. You know, it will forever have the DVDs or Blu-rays to go back and watch. And hopefully, you know, this gives us something new. And I'm so excited. This is probably like one of the most excited. Like I'm as excited for this animated series as like a lot of the movies that are announced and coming out. So (sighs) sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a brilliant announcement on the part of of Warner Brothers Animation here and. Batman, I'm assuming that that alongside of, of Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman, the Batman, that this won't be too far behind it. So I don't think they announced a, a release date, but my guess would be sometime in 2022, late 2022, to kind of pick up on some of that heat from the Batman, of course, and get people more intrigued. And it seems to be building alongside a, a more planned out HBO Max slate where we're starting to get these originals that are coming as HBO Max originals. Um, and so 
I'm looking and forward Sarnoff, to that. And Sarnoff, man. Yeah, there you and go. And Sarnoff. That's what she said. She's like, we're not just looking at what's this one movie that we can do. We're looking at, is there potential for a series? In like in this case, you're getting an early days Batman movie. You're getting an early days show about Gotham City. And you're getting mm-hmm. this Batman Cape Crusader show. And it's just like, holy smokes. Like, this is this is wonderful. Like, yeah, this is Warner Brothers putting this out. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> I haven't seen this kind of synergy since like Batman the, Returns, the nineties. Yeah, exactly. Right? Working with McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, there's not McDonald's action figures that then they have to approve the script for the next one or something. <laughs> I'm looking for the Battinson, Robert Battinson Batman Happy Meals at McDonald's. Right, those are coming out. <laughs> yeah, man. you never know. Give me some of those glasses again. And I'm oh, I still have my toothpaste one. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, guys. And as as the animation continues to roll out of DC, we've got an animated film that will be coming out. It is knocking on the door of some Elseworld stories or Elseworld tales in the Injustice space. So it looks like they're, they've got another big video or film release, animated film release. I guess the straight-to-home video type of, of release that they've been doing with the, the likes of The Long Halloween that you mentioned there. But it's based off of, I guess, the video game. I'm not super familiar with this with this title here, but there is, I guess, it's a bit more adult-focused, adult-oriented video game where we do have some stronger storytelling in there. So, Sonny, tell me a bit about uh, Injustice in this animated film. Because you're, you're a big fan of these Elseworld Warner Brothers home entertainment style of releases. Yeah, this was, like, kind of one of the last video games that I, like, played till completion <laughs> I was in Justice on my old PlayStation 3, and uh, this is a cool story, man. Like, it goes back to, like, the evil Superman, and it really takes it to, like, the nth degree where, you know, Joker just breaks Superman, and Superman just has enough, and he's like, all right, now you guys, like, bow down to my will, and, like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, like, make this world a better place, and, like, goes becomes, like, a tyrant, and, of course, Batman's, like, not on my watch, and then chaos ensues, and it's kind of cool to see, because, like, you get to see like all these different characters in DC history and like which side of the coin they fall on. Like it's kind of not similar to civil war, but like kind of in a way where it's like, Oh, you have like green arrow and Harley Quinn teaming up and you're like, what? Like that would never happen. And then they're like battling opposed to like wonder woman, you know, like it's kind of, it's kind of that way. So that's kind of cool. And like the animation, man, I'm sold. Like hopefully this is like, they put a lot of uh, money in this animation. They really like make it pop because this thing could be something special. And hopefully they go for it because the video game was rated M if I'm not mistaken. Um, so hopefully, you know, this thing will not be something that I watch with my daughter <laughs> until she's a little bit older and uh, that's okay because you, you can't have everything. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to this one as well. I think it's going to be super cool and uh, something different. Yeah. Now, is this going to be spinning out of the game? Do you think Carlos, or is this going to be adapting storylines from inside of the game for a more wider consumption? Yeah, no, and I'm glad you threw it to me there because, like, as popular as the Injustice video game was, and it had, a, like Sonny said, like a really strong uh, narrative thread that took you through the the single-player campaign, uh, both games, actually, the first one and the second one, but the comic series. Like, Tom mm-hmm. Taylor took what was a pretty limited concept, and he made it one of the best DC comic stories going kind of thing, like... It was pretty special and wildly popular. Like for a while, it was one of the best-selling digital comic books out there. And Jim Lee attributes 
the success that they had with that Injustice spinoff book with garnering them like a whole new slew of readers, which were people that were gamers, fell in love with the game, and then started trying out their their comic books. And because they released Injustice Digital first, um, that was the gateway, and that really got their uh, digital offerings going. So, yeah, there's a lot to work with. I almost hope that they don't finish off the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way Tom Taylor wrote it was the kind of first book was the just kind of the conceit and the for the game world and just kind of that that piece of story that you needed to justify and have a world where Batman can punch Superman in the face and not die right away type of thing right so but from there like it's this big build up of the two sides and like it's a lot of philosophy and mm-hmm. Superman's not always right and Batman's not always right and it's born out of tragedy and it goes to some pretty cool places so i almost hope they do like a a series of movies kind of thing like totally don't uh don't hedge your bets with the first one but you mm-hmm. know put out something that you're confident in and that has the potential to go somewhere because i don't know like usually those tie-in type comic book properties be it for movies or games are pretty throwaway and this thing blew me away. Like it was one of those where I read them digitally from the library and ended up buying them because they were just that good. So yeah, I remember reading yeah. them and they were excellent. Like uh, yeah. I was blown away because I was like, wasn't expecting much because you mentioned like based on a video game, how often does that storyline like blow you away? And this one, I was like, shit, this is like the best thing they're putting out. Wild. And now these films are usually adaptations, right? So that there has to be some expectation they're going to go back to this. Tom Taylor run and adapt it to some capacity. Yeah. Well, they do both. So they do original stuff. Okay. So like the one that Sonny bought today is yeah. original. Oh, okay, and a bunch, okay. Yeah. And a bunch of their other stuff is, but then ones like the long Halloween, mm-hmm. they'll do direct adaptations or like the dark Knight returns or death mm-hmm. and return of Superman. So yeah, they do take some, and even when they adapt stuff, they take liberties like with hush. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not. I, I couldn't say with any certainty which way they'll go, but they certainly have a ton of stuff to play with. Like, mm, yeah, e- even if they just adopt the first game, yeah, it, it's a pretty sweet story to see play out. So, yeah, yeah and like the one thing that I thought was really cool is like you never really see like Marvel. You always see like a bunch of their characters interact, and like with this was like kind of like one of the first times where you would see like B and C list DC characters like involved in a game. You know, where it was just like oh like general zod's in here and he's battling i don't even know like you know he's he's battling shazam and stuff like that so you know i thought that was super cool yeah it seems that with the offerings they have through this this animation studio they have which marvel really doesn't jump into in any sort of great detail is that they can do things like injustice and bring stories to people in a different medium and maybe intrigue people to go back and and into the comics and i'm a bit envious at times here of the animation stuff that you guys do get to see because it doesn't happen in the marvel space and given that they have this injustice which is likely more oriented towards an adult crowd we'll call batman cape crusader something that maybe is a bit more middle ground leaning a bit more to the adult and on the other side of it you've got things that are also leaning quite a bit more to the the child-friendly side of things with the adventures with superman my adventures with superman i should say which was announced as well as crypto the super dog so two hbo max and i believe cartoon network series that will be dropping here in the the not too distant future 
But let's talk about Adventures with Superman, Sonny. Now, uh, well, actually, I think uh, I may be mistaken, but I think the crypto is part of the theater release called oh, Super Pets. Potentially, yes, you are right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, 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 guys. Oh, good, no, great, great, great catch. Good, good correction there. So that will be coming out, yeah, May twentieth, twenty twenty-two, with Dwayne. I'll be there with my daughter. Dwayne Johnson <laughs> attached to that one. So you got DJ making a, his presence felt yeah. in multiple different DC yeah, properties. So, and I think it's 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 Ace the Bat Hound, uh, Crypto. And is it uh, Wonder Woman's pet kangaroo? Is that Kanga, the, the kangaroo? Kanga? Is that the trilogy they're going? I have with? no idea what this is about. Like no clue. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> so, so whatever, like, expand on this a little bit with because uh, this is a concept that you've brought up quite a few times here with enjoying things with your daughter and these both of these series mm-hmm. seem to be a bit more oriented towards that experience for you. So my adventures totally. with Superman and and crypto are these things that you're going to be consuming with her absolutely man i mean i gotta raise a well-rounded individual and she can't just be raised on batman she's also gotta be raised on superman as well right you've been asking for something superman i i know something superman they finally delivered i mean this is the first time this is a superman series that i really want to (laughs) see i just i'm just looking at carlos just to see his reaction (laughs) i know like You you're just you're just playing yourself at this point because like not only have you not watched it but it's friggin' excellent. I know. I know. I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the physical release to watch it. But uh, but this this animated series this anime series I think this is gonna be really cool and again you know something something special Superman he had the Superman animated series but that never really at least. From my knowledge, like I don't remember that as well as the Batman animated series growing up. You know, Batman kind of dominated, and this one here, I think this one could be something cool if they involve Superman's villains and not just Lex Luthor. You know, if they really showcase his rogues gallery, because he's got a ton of cool villains that he can go up against, and uh, be cool to see him battling some of them. I don't know, like, how much is going to lean into like the kid side, you know? But, but like, there's some other um dc stuff that were for kids and batman had like a ton of villains and so you know i would love to see like a general zod or like a doomsday in this now i I doubt they're gonna do death of superman but you know just see like you know maybe like a zod or someone else i mean i know they're not gonna do death rose gallery you're asking for zod and doomsday (laughs) it's not that kind of show sanjay no no i i know but you could have them where he doesn't die you could just have him battling like okay it it, it seems uh, that they're going at least from the description, they're talking about Clark Kent and Lois Lane as 20-somethings along with their best friend, Jimmy Olsen, as they discover who they are and what they can accomplish working together as an investigating reporting team at the Daily Planet. It seems like it's going to be quite a bit more lighthearted and more focused on the human side of Clark Kent, would be my guess, just based off that description. So doing more of like the actual detective work, and maybe it leads to him putting on the suit once in a while. But I, I, it, I don't get the impression, and maybe this is just my influence from Superman and, and Lois and what they're doing there, and that the focusing on the humanizing aspect of, of Clark Kent can be done very, very well and can be very intri- intriguing storytelling. So I, I don't know. Carlos, any, any takes on, on what this could or is going to be? Oh, man, like when I saw the announcements because it came out back to back, you had the Batman one and then the Superman one, like my immediate reaction was like, oh, of course, you're just doing a Superman show, too. But I actually got more excited when I saw that it was geared towards kids 
because they've had a ton of success in that DC Superhero Girls, mm-hmm. Teen Titans Go space. Mm-hmm. And what a better way to kind of redeem Superman and get him back uh, as one of the most popular characters in the world than by going back to grassroots, targeting him towards kids. And like that animation style, there's a ton of really, really popular shows and it appeals to kids. And I like the approach and kind of that description that he's going to be um, kind of going through life and getting to know what he's all about uh, with Lois and Jimmy. That's what, like what these little kids are going to be going yep. through as well. So I, I think it's an awesome project and I'm, I'm actually happy that they didn't just decide to do two kind of adult oriented shows that mm-hmm. and that they took this approach with Superman because I think it's important to make him little kids favorites again, just like Chris Hemsworth's son today. Yeah, <laughs> smart man, smart man. Well, and there, as much as maybe it doesn't want to be admitted, there has to be a rebranding of Superman. And like you said, Carlos, this is the way to do it. You start with a young generation, you get them asking for the action figures, asking to watch this, and then that slowly grows into something more and bigger once those kids are old enough to see Superman on screen again. It's going to take some time to to kind of give him that polishing that I think is needed across the board for Superman and the animation style. Like you said, it's not something that I love the style of, but it is. And it kind of, once you said it's in that DC superhero girl space, I was like, okay, my daughter's going to be all over this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of, speaking of daughters, I mean, they announced shows of two thirds of the Trinity. Now I know I don't want to be like greedy and ask for more, but like, how awesome would a Wonder Woman animated TV show be, right? Like geared towards like more of like the young teens, younger audience and make it like toyetic and have it like Batman, the animated series. Like, I think that is just begging to be done. Uh, something that hasn't been done before. And I think it would be a tremendous win for WB and DC. And I think it would be a show for everyone. And I, I hope they do it. Because, you know, she's been there, you know, for almost as long as the other two. And, you know, she stands right alongside them in the Trinity. And I, I think it's a, a time to do it is now. And I think they will do it. I, but I hope, I, hope, I hope they do it. I think they will. And I hope they will. <laughs> is there, and this is just me asking, not being fully aware of it, but is there enough of a I guess it's a dumb question because it's a comic book that's been running for decades but is there enough material to to mine there to give you like 24 episodes across three seasons that is intriguing as say your Batman like Batman that you cut they constantly go back to this well because there's like a huge rogues gallery right and you don't get repetitive in the storytelling and I'm not trying to say that you you could or would with Wonder Woman but the success that they've had in that DC superhero girls, like my, my daughter knows who Bumblebee is. Yeah. <laughs> right. And right. she loves all this stuff. And they, so they've had a lot of success in that space as a solo character. I, she would be all over a Wonder Woman show. So I think like there's definitely the appetite for it, but is there anything about the story that could hold you back? Like, is, is there a reason uh, well, like not only in its popularity, but like the breadth and depth of stories that Batman can tell? As to why you get oh. so many animated shows with him? 
just ignore like the first like 10 years <laughs> when yeah. Yeah, her comp came yeah. out <laughs> unless you get a lot of like binding but uh no i absolutely think there's tons of great stories like even since george perez wrote her story in like the 80s and kind of like rebooted and then you go back to the new 52 run of hers with brian azarello and um um the the sorry i'm forgetting the guy's name who wrote wonder uh no it was more like in the end of like the 90s right before new 52 he he was he started writing it again and i'm gonna look him up because he deserves but his run is probably like my favorite run on wonder woman and it was tremendous so i absolutely yeah um yeah, I have his... people have done good stuff like great but it like I don't even know that you have to do it like all serious and stuff either mm-hmm. or even just adapt things like I think if these two shows take off there's potential there for doing a Wonder Woman show and I if you do and I I almost wouldn't solely focus on Diana I'd almost do it anthology style and you could have Diana doing her thing and you could have Nubia and you could have Yara Fleur mm-hmm. and um you know, like maybe one week you're in the Amazon doing whatever with Yara, and then it's a, it's a great way time. to introduce a wider yeah. audience to like Yara and that, right? Totally. Yeah, and I th- I wouldn't be surprised if there are plans because like she's been white hot as far as popularity goes, and there's even talk about developing a show with her and stuff. So, um, yeah, and th- there's lots to work with too, and especially now we're. Diana has like all the Greek mythology to play with and the way they've set up Yara is she has kind of the uh, Latin American Mm -hmm. mythology, like the Aztec kind of stuff they've built into her backstory. So yeah, you could do some cool stuff either for like an adult audience or a little kid audience or go four quadrant with it. So sorry, I looked up. It's Greg Rucka. Uh, He he did a tremendous job with Wonder Woman with some of those stories. Star Wars guy. Yeah. Is he? (laughs) Yeah. He's done quite a bit in Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> oh, nice, 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 it's nice, though, mate. That's wonderful. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the barbie. There's a whole other continent. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna work my way around the world the other way this time. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, my good friend Dwayne Johnson has been a busy man over the last couple of weeks. Not only is he taking the world by storm via social media, he's also a, a dog, Crypto the Dog, as we mentioned here. But he's also Black Adam. And he's actively filming this. And, you know, as DJ does, you know, he's been texting me pictures and stuff and all that. But nice. he, he's very open with his production on films, not only in the preparation for it, but also in the design and as things are progressing and as he's able to building the hype behind it. I mentioned on our live stream with the let's go crew there that he's got 238 million Instagram followers and 238 million people had eyes on the first cloaked look of black Adam. Is that good? 238 million people. How much does the nerd room have? We have more than that, right? Yeah. Close to, but not not, not quite that. (laughs) Round up. But like just, just to contextualize this image that was put out more people have seen this image than would have seen the Eternals trailer that would have seen the Shang-Chi trailer that would have seen even probably what will be the no way home trailer. So more people will have seen this image. And so that is something that I find just mind boggling about Dwayne Johnson and his ability to influence and bring black Adam into the mainstream. 
a character that I have no clue what it's about. I will be there day one. And he is now putting this this character and this concept into the minds of, of everybody. Everyone's going to know who Black Adam is by the time this character hits the screen. And no one, you know, even a year ago had any clue in the mainstream, I will say, who and what this character was all about. And so, Carl, it's so cool to see Dwayne Johnson just, as we have come to expect them to do, just embracing a character, embracing what it's going to be, but also giving it the care and effort to to do the promo work right up front, not waiting for the first trailer, not waiting to put this into some sort of wider plan. He's doing it as he goes. And I think it's so cool the way that he builds up a character and has the ability to influence so much inside of the DC universe. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like he turned Black Adam into an A-list character and nobody's even seen the freaking movie yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even like, what he looks true. like in the movie. Like <laughs> I, I know. It's crazy. But yeah, like I, I'm so excited. And like I've said before, I I followed his career for a long time and I've never seen him this invested in a project like this. So you gotta think. And all the time that it took for this thing to come to screen. Seventeen he's... years. He was first what? cast 17 years ago in talks for Black Adam. What I'm are you talking about? He was 100% like a, serious. A noob in WWE at that point, wasn't he? <laughs> no, I'm 100% serious. He was uh, he was filmed one of his first movies, Southland Tales, and he was talks, and there was like rumors that he was in talks to be Black Adam or Shazam from 2004. I'm 100% serious. This has been in the works for 17 years. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I know he joined kind of in that 2012 2013 14 15 space oh so that was when he when he actually signed on he might have been fan cast back then no a and b sanjay your information is always bumpkiss it's like 50 percent accurate right like believe every second thing i say i think it's more about (laughs) 23 20 all right i'm looking it up right now let's just put it this way if you brought the heat i wouldn't even be here right now (laughs) (laughs) oh man that is for another day that one no carlos it's it was it was meant to be 23 percent or correct or not it was always meant to be yeah i remember that announcement though because it was like a new year's morning and i was at my buddy's house i was like the rock is coming to dc like this movie's going to be out in like two yeah. years. Yeah. It'll be 2014, <laughs> maybe 2015. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was okay. 2007. This is an article from 2007 where Dwayne, the rock Johnson says, um, let the fans dictate which role he should play in the upcoming Shazam movie. So he was in talks from 2007 about, uh, this. So a lot has changed since then. So 14 years, sorry, but still the fact remains he's been, involved for a hell of a long time let's just put it this way let's be happy that that movie didn't come out in 2010 or 12 or <laughs> yeah whatever. probably yeah. would have been like green lantern level quality back then. yeah 100%. and the rock isn't the person he was now that than he was then like he was very much a still a wrestler and still acted like a wrestler like he's on a different plane of, of existence right now yeah. well he was in southland tales yeah <laughs> 
It's a good movie, man. It's I don't know. It's kind of a weird Scorpion movie. Scorpion King. But... When did that come out? <laughs> uh, Scorpion King. Yeah, I remember going to that in the theater solely because I was a fan of WWE. I was like, well, The Rock's in a movie. I gotta go watch it. So well, that that applies to this day for me. The Rock's yeah. I have to watch it. Hundred <laughs> percent, right? Any WWE wrestlers in a movie, you're like, well, I gotta watch it now. I don't know if I put any, but him for sure. <laughs> Sonny, <laughs> you're still you're a big fan of Shazam, and I, I to be honest with you, I don't know how much this film is gonna connect up to Shazam itself, but it's in that that same small universe with Shazam, and we're getting first looks here. You know, we're not far off. Maybe DC fandom in October of this year, by the time we get what would be a first teaser trailer, I would think for for Black Adam. So we're a summer away from it, but it's getting close, man, to seeing something real. They're about yeah. halfway through production, I think. Which is crazy. This I mean, man knows how to film by... a, a movie. Yeah, <laughs> he just lines him up, says his line is on to the next thing. No, man. This is super cool, super exciting, and I don't think this will have very much to do with Shazam. I think this is taking place like thousands of years before Shazam even happens, and then Shazam 2 is going to happen, and then they'll probably do a Black Adam 2, and then maybe they'll cross over. I'm not quite sure what their plans are. I think it probably depends on how well Shazam 2 does, because if that thing does really well, then they're like, okay, we can put you know our A-list guy with Shazam. But if Shazam 2 like kind of just does meh, box office wise and they're like okay we'll probably just save the rock for like an a-list like okay you're going up against wonder woman in this new film for mm-hmm. whatever reason right so um and, and they're trying like shazam 2 i don't know if we talked about this but like they cast helen mirren and mm-hmm. lucy Liu as the villains like what that's huge gets for them so uh you know they're really trying to like put this and make this kind of like an off shoot kind of separate universe yeah yeah it's exciting and i I honestly can't can't wait for this film. You know, it he's built a, a level of hype behind it that I would not have, or I should have maybe, but I did not have anticipation for even a year ago. And it was really that DC fandom promo that he did, introducing some of the cast, the concepts, and and a lot of it has to do with his social media presence on this and this concept behinding ch- the changing of the guard occurring. At, at DC and him ushering a new era into that studio with all the changes that we talked about last week. There's so much potential here for such a long franchise and, and him interacting, like you said, with Wonder Woman, Superman, maybe down the road, who knows what they'll do. But if he becomes one of the main pillars, like look at this black Adam could become one of the main film pillars of the DC film universe. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like we're looking at a DC universe that has like, Dwayne Johnson and J.J. Abrams is a couple of the shepherds of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, shoot. Give me that all day long. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be wild because, like, his production company, Dwayne Johnson, they, they're going to have a hand in a lot of this. Like, they have a hand in the crypto, the Superdog thing. So there's going to be some more inherent links between his company and, and WB going forward, too. And it's not going to stop with Black Adam. You know they've got a trilogy. They know they got something bigger set up here. So, yeah. It's, what's all... your initial knowing nothing about the film <laughs> what's your box office prediction let's just throw one out there i mean it's just for fun i mean you know what what do you guys think right now someone <laughs> someone holstered a gun and said what's your prediction holstered it so they put it in <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna unholstered. holster my gun and <laughs> abstain from this question 
I don't remember. We haven't even seen a reveal of the costume. Nothing. Yeah. I don't, but I mean, it's just, just the box fun. office. Just, I'll just, put I'm not going to hold your feet I'm, to the fire and be like, oh, you said it was you this. Just, and... You just put your gun away because you're going to shoot me because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say this. I'm not going to give you a number, but I will say that the box office itself, hopefully by this time is back and it's going to be substantial. Yeah. You know, if, if, it, if it's, like I said, if we're like, fingers crossed, if we're not out of this garbage, but then I don't know what I'm going to do, but <laughs> it uh, fingers crossed that, that this movie, it lands in a space where it can be immensely successful. And I think if it's yeah. given the right release date, the right space, Dwayne Johnson will take care of the rest. <laughs> yeah. So at last thing guys for this week, as we're picking up on the film side of the DC universe here, we're going to talk about one last reveal. And that is a Batgirl film, a long rumored film from DC film exclusively on HBO max. So the first new DC film to be dropping onto and exclusively on HBO max. And as a Batgirl film, will be directed by, I believe, the Bad Boys for Life co-directors, the duo that they had there. And yeah, I think the brothers, right? Yes. Or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure if they're brothers, but they're they they're competent directors, and they'll be likely picking up. I'm assuming the Barbara Gordon story. And and running with that looks like Christina Hodgson has penned a script for this for HBO Max and so there's so there's some momentum behind this directors attach a script written and a place where it will be debuting now Sonny you're shaking your head here why do they gotta disrespect my girl Batgirl like this and throw her straight to HBO Max man she is you can't assume that that streaming releases are a downgrade (laughs) they are though I don't know anymore if they are I mean, it's not like you're getting thrown straight to DVD, (laughs) right? You're putting her in the discount bin already. No, 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 no. (laughs) The three for 10 at the Walmart. Like what's up with that? This, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to let you continue here. I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, I want my, I'm on my rant. The strength of, of a Batgirl film is being, I think really laid out that they have the confidence that they can put it onto something like this. Cause they're still trying to prop the surface up. Right. Like if this comes out, say 2022 or whatever, like this is when they're really starting to ramp production up on this. And the fact that they want to put Batgirl on there and not like something, I don't even know what would be bigger, but I I think this is a testament to the character and what they could potentially do. And it's not like they've got like Joe Schmo behind it. Right. These are fairly substantial directors and writers. Yeah, then give them, let them, let me see this on the big screen. But this I've is only a space Batgirl. of transition, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen Batgirl on the big screen once, and she only wore the cowl for like five seconds, okay? Like, I want to see Batgirl in the theater where I get my popcorn and I sit down and I watch it. And then after, you know, they could be like, okay, you, you give us a month of theater and then throw it on HBO Max kind of thing. It's not but a throwaway like, service, though. <laughs> it's not, it's it's not so a DVD s- bin. <laughs> Tim, I I got this one. Sanjay, yes. Martin Scorsese released a movie with Robert De Niro yes. and Al Pacino, right, on Netflix. Yeah, straight on streaming. So that was a movie made for streaming. Your hero, Martin Scorsese, yeah. Uncle Marty, released Uncle a movie Marty. 
straight onto a streaming service. <laughs> but you know what else? He Your does? other hero, <laughs> Zack Snyder, <laughs> just on Friday made mm-hmm. Tim and I suffer through <laughs> a film released just on streaming. Yes. But here's the thing. I would have much preferred to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League and Army of the Dead in theaters. Like, it's always going to be there at home, but it's never going to be there in theaters now. You know what I mean? Like, if it premiered in theaters, then eventually it would make its way back to streaming. But now I'm never going to sit in a theater and watch Batgirl. And I think that's a shame because no, I don't, what I if wouldn't. they said, what if they said, like, Bat, the Batman isn't getting a theatrical release, it's going straight to HBO Max? I'd be like, sign me up, and I can watch that thing 97 times over the course of a week. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, you have to remember, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that out there that she's never going to make an appearance on screen. Because I think the ability, if they do the film universe right, and they, they do take some notes from, from Marvel, is that the line is going to be blurred between the streaming service and yeah. the big screen. So it's not that she has been relegated to this life of, of solitude on HBO max. Like if the, if it's a success and they want to see this character to continue, which I'm sure they will, she could show up in a, a bat family film that hits the big screen or show up in the next justice league film. Whenever they get around to doing that, it's the, the they're adapting with the times and they've, they've got to take these swings with more reliable characters on these streaming services. Cause like it or not, man, streaming service is the way of the future. There's always going to be the theater there, but to get this amount of content out, you need to rely on these streaming services. Yeah, like Sanjay, I know you don't have Disney Plus, but like in <laughs> The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Sam Wilson actually becomes Captain America at the end of this series. And I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that guy isn't just going to be on Disney Plus. He's going to, that Captain America will be on a Marvel movie that you'll see in the cinema. But there's a reason why Loki is on Disney Plus and Thor is in theaters. Well, Loki, right? like, there's Loki's no Loki story movie. is done. Like if they're picking it up here, of course, but it's it's an avenue to tell a story that you would never get to tell. So they they're exploring but, in that option. But like WandaVision and and Falcon and the Winter, like both these characters are going to be in big screen films in the next two to three years. But those are TV shows. So then if they said this is a Batgirl TV show that we're throwing on HBO Max, great. But it's a Batgirl movie. It's not like they're like, here's Cap and the Winter Soldier movie I on Disney+. Plus. Just, I think the, the TV series did them better justice. But if it was a movie, it would have been, to me, the same idea. Like, I wouldn't have been upset about that. But, like, and I understand where you're coming from. That Like, there is some prestige to being on the big screen. But I wouldn't degrade, like, the character and saying they're not treating her right. Like, hey, if it's shit, it's shit. And we can argue that later on down the road, but uh, yeah. I'm not anticipating that this is going to get a substantially less budget or less effort. Like, if not, I would say almost the opposite because they need to prove that the service works and that it can draw eyes through capable and above par production on films they're dropping onto the service. But they tried that with like Wonder Woman 84 and like Kong. And like yeah, they, they said, were like, squeezed by an unprecedented pandemic. I, I know, I know, but they they decided to do that, and then a report came out saying like it cost WB like a billion dollars, and that's part of the reason why they were spun off with Discovery is that decision and not waiting and going into theaters. So, you know, they're throwing away background movie would have been huge in theaters. Like, you know, 
$100 million opening weekend guaranteed Batgirl would have done. Do you know how much money they're going to make the on Justice HBO? Justice League movie didn't even make $100 million. Batgirl and everybody was... thought that Zack Snyder made it. So. <laughs> well, okay, but uh, uh, Batman, Robert Pattinson's Batman will make $100 million opening weekend. And I see no reason why Batgirl wouldn't have done tremendous numbers. Like, I'm sorry, but I think this is... I think this is I'm excited to see a Batgirl movie and I'm excited for the writer and directors involved. I think they've done good work in the past. I just wish I could see their work on the big screen as opposed to on my TV screen. And yeah, man, I can sympathize with that, but I still think it's going to be pretty good. I'm an old curmudgeon, like 90. I'm the oldest 30 year old, 30 something year old man, man in North no America. So <laughs> yeah, ge- geriatric millennial. Yeah. I, I, I sent, I sent that term. I'm actually shocked. You haven't had to take a break to take a pee yet. It's Cause Troy's not here to, Dep- to cover up the runtime. Depends. Depends, man. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, man, I mean, you guys are younger than me. You guys are hipper with all the new technology. I'm just stuck with the old, I'm certain uh, both of us are old film reels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will say this, if it helps, the first DC movie that they put out on their streaming service, I guarantee you will have a great budget and they'll put best foot forward to make sure that um, it comes off well. And yeah, like you said, like the directors, they'll be coming off of Miss Marvel. They did Bad yes. Boys 3 and Christina Hodson has already done Birds of Prey and The Flash for them. So you have a bit of continuity, you have a plan. There's rumblings that like it could be a Batman Beyond type concept where Michael Keaton's Batman is actually mentoring her to oh, be the. Oh, wouldn't that be something? And, and I don't get to see Keaton back on the big screen. That's one in the Flash, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet. I want to complain about stuff. I'm old. Let me but, complain. Like, yeah, you got to get excited for this like cross media presentation of maybe a, a wider connected universe too. Like, and this allows this you exhausting. to tell multiple stories because you have to also you have to also remember like. DC, as we talked about last week, isn't set up like Marvel Studios, where they have they can do four films a year and they can do all this Disney Plus stuff and they can tell these stories. But you have to remember, like they're also playing into Disney slate releases, right? So Disney has X amount of uh, of releases across a year, which they got to fit Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Disney proper, and all Fox stuff now. And so they're trying to slot all this stuff in. And, and Warner Brothers is the same. They've got all these franchises and movies that they're trying to pivot around. And so, you know, does Bat get, Batgirl gets released in 2022, early 2023, or 2027 on the big screen? Like, what would you prefer? Like, I'm not saying that that's, like, a reason, well, but you have, now, to, you have to think about, I like... I would prefer streaming, but that was a good point, so shut <laughs> up. <laughs> and so it's like, the, you, we might get some of these, these ideas, like, you take it on the Disney side too. Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight. We're not getting those movies until seven years from now if we're waiting for the big screen. But we're getting them next year, a lot of them. Some of them this year. So, And who knows? Sometimes it could be better. Like, I honestly, if you asked me tomorrow if I wanted the next Star Wars product to be a movie on the big screen or another streaming series, like, no question for me. It's a streaming series because mm-hmm. Disney's been killing it in that space on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't see it as a downgrade at all. Like, Amy Adams and Gary Oldman last week had a movie that released on Netflix. Like, it's not. It, it's not. But it was originally supposed shame. to come out in theaters, 
but then it wasn't very good, so then they sold it to streaming. <laughs> they sold it. <laughs> hey, and yeah, they sold it, right? Like they're like, oh, this, this will do nothing in the in the theaters. And yeah, well, and I know we're kind of blurring lines too between a series and a film, but I think that the key concept is is that the the quality and the care is the mm-hmm. same if it's a series, if it's a film dropping on streaming service. And this is universally apply for everything. <laughs> like it's not that, that hey, they're going to do this better, but. I think the approach with this merger, with the the change of the guard at DC, that I wouldn't worry that this is like Batgirl getting pushed off to the DVD dollar bin. I think it's on the opposite end of the spectrum from that. So exciting! Oh, I have no exciting. doubt it'll be good quality. I just wish I could see that quality in seventy feet. As well, you can to rent a inches. theater. You rent the Globe. Take your your physical copy when you get it. Pop it up on the big screen, <laughs> three hundred bucks, and you're you're golden. Perfect. If uh, then under exists. its box office mojo will be Batgirl, three hundred dollars. Negative three hundred dollars to Sunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. That was a, a really great, nice, lively discussion to end off this week. It's 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 exciting to see everything coming at us. We're starting to see the world open up a little bit. Everyone's getting the jabs. Everyone's feeling a bit more comfortable. Starting to get a better line on what is coming not only to streaming, but was also potentially coming to the theater. So we've got a very busy summer and a very busy fall here in the nerd room. And guys, we're going to be back every single Thursday, checking in on nerd, talking about it, discussing it, breaking down and at times disagreeing about it, which is good. It's healthy for all of us to have these type of discussions. And guys, if you'd like to be a bigger part of those discussions, you can always email us at the nerd room at gmail.com. You can find everything we do over the nerdroom.net. The hunt is real and it's over on Instagram, make sure to go check out Carlos's pics of his new hot toy. They'll be up alongside of the episode or a day or two after for sure. And what else we got? Twitter. Hey, we're always running around there. Jared did an awesome thing. Uh, go check out myself, Jared, or Carlos's Twitter feeds, and you'll see some pictures. He's got, you know, go into your nerd room, pick out your favorite thing, your oldest thing, your most sentimental, and your newest thing. Put a po- it, It's really, really cool exercise. That actually a lot of fun. I thought about it for two days cool. before I posted. <laughs> so, Sonny, Manny, go up there and do that. Everyone else do that. Tag us in it. We the nerd. Yeah. Use that hashtag. It's it's kind of a cool thing to, to walk through and just see. My favorite is my autographed picture of Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, thank you so much for coming back each and everyone every week. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy. And for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Batman. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you guys very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.